0: Our third scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 9 through 25. Now a certain man named Simon had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he was someone great. All of them, from the least to the greatest, listened to him eagerly, saying, This man is the power of God. That is called great. And they listened eagerly to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, who was proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. After being baptized, he stayed constantly with Philip and was amazed when he saw the signs and great miracles that took place. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain God's gift with money. You have no part or share in this, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the chains of wickedness. Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you have said may happen to me. Now, after Peter and John had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, proclaiming the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. The word of God for the people of God. Author of life, we thank you for your word, and we ask that As we reflect on it, your spirit would come to live in us, so that we might be transformed in heart, mind, and soul. Amen. I want to begin with a confession. Sometimes, sermon writing is just not easy. There are certainly weeks where I look at the scripture passage and right away a sermon begins to take shape in my mind. Those are the nice weeks where a structure falls into place quickly and a point of focus or two become clear. Then there are weeks like this week, where I look at the scripture and something might catch my eye, but the shape of things stays hazy. So that you can all understand what I mean. I looked at the lectionary text from Acts this week and it was just those three verses in the middle about baptism plucked out of the rest of the story. I read around it and saw that this story has so much more going on. There's Simon's magic competing against the power of the gospel. There's conversion. There's some conflict about what it means to receive the Holy Spirit. There's repentance and prayer and evangelism. And I knew, looking at that story, that something in that bigger picture was speaking to me. But then, as the week went on, I reflected about what exactly to focus on out of all of that. I reread the scripture, and it wasn't coming clear. I listened to podcasts to hear what other people are seeing in the text, and it wasn't coming clear. I looked through notes and commentaries. And it wasn't coming clear. And all the while the week was pushing on, Sunday was getting closer, and I still just had a vague sense that something in there was what I was supposed to speak about. So, running out of options, I finally just prayed and said, Okay, what am I missing? What is it about this passage that is calling to me? And in that prayer of frustration and desperation, the answer finally became clear. The struggle itself is what I was missing. I was so busy trying to do all the right things to make a sermon happen that I hadn't really taken a step back to listen. I know this is not a unique experience. In seminary, I was surrounded by other graduate students just trying to get the next thing done. As a pastor, I hear the stories of my colleagues who are constantly on the go, who want to put the weight of the entire church on their shoulders, but do so at the cost of their own well-being. And I know this is true in so many other professions, for teachers trying to keep up with ever-changing standards for evaluation, for retail workers who are expected to be cashier, bagger, and floor, floor clerk all rolled up into one. For every person who works paycheck to paycheck and is just trying to figure out how the next bill is going to be paid, society forces us into this constant busyness. We scarcely have time to think, let alone sit still long enough to pray. And I think that's what happens to Simon in this story. Here's a guy who'd been practicing magic in a way that amazed the people of Samaria To the point that they started to say, this man is the power of God that is called great. He had a reputation, and power, and glory. And then a messenger of the kingdom comes rolling into town. Philip starts telling people the good news of the gospel, and they start to listen. Even Simon listens. And then they believe, and they get baptized by Philip. And Philip is the one doing signs and miracles now. Suddenly, Simon is just another guy, just somebody who's been baptized by one who has more power to do greater things than he could. So, of course, when Peter and John come following after Philip, Simon wants in on the action. Because Philip might be baptizing with water like John the Baptist did, but Peter and John, these are the guys bringing the Holy Spirit. And so Simon says to them, Hey, what's it going to cost me to get that power that you've got? How much do I have to cough up to get into the Holy Spirit game? To him, this is just like anything else. You do a little business and get a little power and keep moving up in the world. But the response he gets is a sharp rebuke. The work of the Holy Spirit is not a business, You don't get to just buy your way into the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are or how much power you've got. God's power isn't for sale. In fact, he gets told that he has no share or part in God's power for thinking that he can own the Holy Spirit. And it's real easy to imagine Simon taking this news poorly. Look at the state of the world today, where every slight real or imagined, has to be responded to. It's easy to imagine Simon, who used to be called the power of God, getting puffed up. It's easy to imagine this conflict descending into a shouting match with name-calling. But that's not what happens. Simon, upon being rebuked, simply responds, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you have said may happen to me. In this humble response, we glimpse holiness, instead of pride or defensiveness, is thoughtfulness. One of the things that I watched this week that makes me think of Simon's attitude was a video by the author John Green on the YouTube channel he shares with his brother. In this week's video, John spoke about a commitment he made to detach himself from social media, in this case meaning places like Twitter and Reddit. One of the things he said was, I'm getting bored more often. Now don't get me wrong, boredom is unpleasant, but if I can let myself be bored, then I find myself like having thoughts. And it's in this same spirit that I want us to try something a little different this morning. I want to offer us a structured opportunity to sit in silence and listen for the word of God. So for the next several minutes, I'm going to invite all of you to join me in silent prayer. If you'd like some guidance on what to pray for, here's what I would suggest. Start by praying for yourself to be more loving, patient, and kind. Then start praying for the wellness of other people, for the people sitting next to you, for this congregation, for our local community and then keep moving outward and pray for our state and our nation for the global body of the United Methodist Church and whenever you get to a point where it starts to feel too big or too distant then stop and return to praying for yourself pray that you might be open to what God is speaking and then listen so I'm gonna set a timer on my phone We're going to pray, and then once it goes off, I'll close us with a few brief words. Lord God we come together every Sunday and we listen for your word this morning the word is silence grant us the patience to be still grant us ears to hear when you are speaking grant us peace in the midst of busyness amen